Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And all of us, with unveiled faces, seeing the glory of the Lord as though reflected in a mirror, are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another. For this comes from the Lord, the Spirit. Therefore, since it is by God's mercy that we are engaged in this ministry, we do not lose heart. The word of the Lord. On this day where we have our annual congregational meeting and we look back on how God has blessed this congregation over this past year, one of the ways that we are so blessed is through the unique gifts and talents of each and every one of you. Your gifts and talents continue to bless this church. And this has been going on for decades, if not centuries. This past year is another example about how your individual gifts makes a transformative impact on the lives of us all and our neighborhoods. So after, right before the charge and benediction, you're going to see a video that I put together. And in that video, over the course of the past year, you'll see so many different faces that are connected to the life of this church. All different ages, all different backgrounds, unique gifts and talents. And God wants to use each and every one of our gifts in a way that is liberating, in a way that makes sense. Paul begins here by saying, now the Lord is the spirit and where the spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. We should all have the freedom to live out who God has uniquely made us to be. And through each and every one of us, this church is growing. It is transforming. It is changing. Like Paul says, we are being transformed into God's image from one degree of glory to another. Now, the fancy, complicated term for what is being described here is sanctification, where we trust that over the course of our lifetimes, that God is transforming us to trust that as we seek to be followers of Jesus Christ, to follow his life and his example and his teachings, that over time, the Holy Spirit is transforming our lives so that we would be more accurate reflections of God. Hopefully, we are all in this process of being changed and being transformed into the image of Christ. Now, on this Transfiguration Sunday, where we talk about transformation, that's a fancy word for change. And for some, change isn't easy. Change is difficult. Change is uncomfortable. But sometimes change is what's necessary. And so, remember last week how kind of out of the blue, I'm talking and giving this great quote about grace. How many of us knew that that was coming from a lead singer of U2, Bono, that he was the one that said all those cool sayings about grace? I'm going to give you another quote today and guess where this comes from. 
The man who views the world at 50, as he did at 20, has wasted 30 years of his life. Who do you think said that? Any guesses? Groucho Marx. Marx, no. (laughs) But this is one that is coming out of left field. Or I should say, that's a different sport. I'll give you a hint on that. Anyone else want to guess? Muhammad Ali said that. Muhammad Ali. And isn't that true? That though change can be hard, and sometimes we resist change, being willing and receptive to change is vital to good health and growth. And so, yes, we hold on to traditions within the life of this church that are important to us. We hold on to certain ways of doing things because they work. But if we're simply clinging on to the past, and if we, 10 years from now, are the same exact church that we are now, boy, what a missed opportunity. Like Muhammad Ali said, we'll have wasted a decade. And my guess is that if we were to do that, this church a decade from now would not be as healthy and as vibrant as it could have been if we would have been open and receptive to allowing us to be transformed by God. So interesting in the first passage that Trisha read, where we hear this familiar transfiguration story. Jesus starts to glow and light up and Moses comes down and Elijah's there. And what is Peter's response? He says, let me build three dwellings for you. What he's basically saying is, don't go, (laughs) don't leave, stay here. Let us capture this moment and hold on to it for as long as we can. And Jesus will have none of it. Absolutely not. As amazing as that moment was on the top of that mountain, like anything, they come and they go. And so one of the pitfalls that we can fall into, both as individuals and as a church, is being resistant to change. It is following in Peter's footsteps of saying, you know what? I want things just as they are. But that's not where God is calling us. God seeks to transform our lives a little bit more and more each day. To be like him, to be Christ-like that our character reflects God's character. And that's where, how important it is that you are here, that people that are watching this online, that you are hearing this, and that it becomes a part of your weekly routine. Also, daily devotionals. You know, we'll put out a Lenten devotional on Facebook page if that's something that you want to incorporate into this Lenten season. Because coming regularly to worship, Studying God's word regularly, it helps us understand who God is. Then that helps us to be able to more accurately reflect who God is in our lives. So let me bring up a couple character traits about who Jesus is. He spent time, valued, healed, Women, men, children, Jews, Gentiles, young, old, rich, poor, in between. 
He loved people. He was compassionate about people of every walk of life. He taught us just last week, we're called to love our enemies. As we have received God's grace, so we are to extend God's grace. Now, boy, is that challenging. It's hard to do. But over the course of our lifetimes, hopefully we're getting a little bit better and better at it. We're engaged in this ongoing process where we are more able to love as Christ has loved us. God's love is transformational. And that leads me to another character trait about Jesus Christ. How Jesus is about promoting human flourishing. We are called as reflections of Jesus Christ to do everything that we possibly can to conform, to to live a life that lifts up every human being, every single person. To affirm that each and every person is beautifully and wonderfully made in God's image. Whether you are, regardless of your race or your ethnicity or your gender or your sexual orientation, you are beloved by God for exactly who you are. God loves us for who we are. And that is at the heart of human flourishing. If people were to know that and to embrace that, to think about how people wouldn't have as many substance abuse issues medicating that pain or having poor self-worth, it is so important to recognize that God loves us for who we are and that once again, we are called as Christians to reflect that to not only embrace that for ourselves, but then to promote human flourishing to all those around us. Metamorphosis is the Greek word. It's a word that we're familiar with. Now, here's what I struggle with. Maybe you do too. Is I talked a little bit about the struggle of resisting change in general. My problem is that I want it like this. I want change to happen quickly, instantaneously. Too often I am impatient. But this passage has reminded me that Paul doesn't say we've been transformed. He says we are being transformed. Doesn't say we were engaged in ministry or we will be engaged in ministry. He says we are engaged in ministry. We're called to live into this present moment, this unique moment in time with its joys and with its challenges, not to live into the past, not to be just dreaming of the future, but also to remember that transformation takes time. It's a process. And so even with our best of intentions, we are constantly getting things wrong, aren't we? Every day we mess up. Every day we make mistakes, but it's because of God's mercy and God's mercy alone that we don't lose heart. We shouldn't get overly discouraged because God never gives up on us. The Holy Spirit, she has never turned her back on us. 
God is merciful. And so as God continues to be merciful with us, as we go through this long, arduous journey in life, transforming our lives and our churches and our neighborhoods and this world, he's doing so over time that we would all be more accurate reflections of himself. And this takes a lifetime. And so we admit that we are all work in, works in progress. And that should allow us to be more gracious and patient with those around us, with those who are on a different leg of the journey than we are, that maybe we disagree with, that maybe they see things differently than we do. So we extend mercy and grace and understanding to those on every leg of the journey. And as we do so, we are being reflections of Christ. How many of you know John Newton? Not Isaac Newton. Not Wayne Newton. John Newton. How many of you know the song Amazing Grace? Well, he started his life as a slave trader. Exploiting other human beings. Selling them like a piece of property. And then he became a Christian. And over the course of his lifetime, God transformed him. Soon he became an abolitionist. Over time, he was fighting against the very practices that he used to be a part of. Listen to what he says towards the end of his life. I am not what I ought to be. I am not what I want to be. I'm not what I hope to be. But I'm not what I used to be. And by the grace of God, I am what I am. That is sanctification. That's allowing God's transformation process to take hold. To reshape our lives. To reshape this church so that we can reshape our homes and our schools and our workplaces and our communities and this world. Not all of a sudden, but over time. Keep placing your trust in God. Have confidence in God's transformation process, not our own. And on this Transfiguration Sunday, live into hope. The transformation is happening, that it's happened over this past year, it is happening right now, and it will happen in the days and weeks and months to come. Amen.